India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes Hi everyone this is the 7th of May 2020 the Nifty remains at a good inflection point the debate of course is a fight between the bulls and the bears a lot of them know the good reasons why the market should not go any higher and probably fall from here but if the market was simply to move on the basis of what people feel then it would be a simply very easy exercise and the market's going to read into the mass sentiment something that you have to measure and map on a day to day basis based on the underlying trend but sometimes the uh, basic sentiment indicators also do not really get the mood of the masses correctly uh, the ideal situation would be that you have some kind of a uh, survey that is done on a daily basis of traders that can actually get you a better sentiment gauge of what is going on uh, but while there are some others which you can derive from the derivative side whether it's the positioning of the fii's client side positions open interest advanced decline ratios many of which i publish in the long shot report and many which were at extreme levels on the downside in fact the positioning this time was uh at an extreme too early in the crash in the month of march uh, because uh, the fii short position had reached at extreme uh, in the second week of march itself and then started to cut back in terms of short covering after that which is pretty surprising because usually they remain on one side of the market when the market is typically falling or rising and only reduce it on the way uh, up uh, later on uh, same on the uh, way from up to down so Uh, while in Jan they did start cutting their longs and going short, so which was directional. But this time around, even in a falling market, uh, they were cutting back, uh, which was pretty surprising. Uh, but that said, uh, their positioning is back to neutral to positive. Ten uh, to twenty thousand contracts uh, we are seeing short on a net basis, day to day for the last four to five day, uh, days. I've seen extremes reached at maybe fifty thousand to hundred thousand contracts before, uh, so you're somewhere below that. But at the same time, uh, with the shorts covered, you wonder uh, will they really add to the long side, or does this trade simply continue one side on the other way? But here's another means in which I was really gauging it. Uh, we I was posted a very short thirty second video on uh, Facebook, which I was running uh, for a while. In fact, most of last month, and all the people who've been uh, posting messages below it, if you've seen them. Uh, are all coming out and seeing the same thing the market's going to fall it's going to go to 6000 it's going to go to 7000 uh, you know and so on and so all the messages are for a break uh, much below the low that we made last month now it's very interesting because that provides you a gauge of at least sentiment but of course uh, it's limited users maybe thousands of people that it has reached out to uh, and only hundreds of the 100 of them or so who may have responded below the video itself in terms of giving their message but a very clear indication that across the board there are negatives there are few people who really agreed to the upside uh, which is what i mentioned in that when you know you were at 8000 to 8500 since i started running it and i mentioned all the retracement levels i said you can do 38 50 60 and then i added a additional line just because of that feeler of sentiment that whether you like it or not and i'm not sure people caught that but uh, you reached the 50% retracement mark just last week and then gap down and all of a sudden i think that is once again created a sentiment that yes the crash has started now the only warning that i am giving is that when everybody feels the same way uh, the markets may still not have completed doing what they want to do on the other side because it usually causes a sentimental change and of course in a bear market uh, sentiment reversals will not be that extreme 
and so you have to somewhere give up midway but then in a bear market you also don't get retracements that go far beyond the normal which means 50 to 61% is normal and if india is in a bear market along with the rest of the world then what is the nasdaq doing at 78% retracement in case you didn't notice that's what has already happened and so you're getting mixed signals why is the us holding up better than every other market and if it continues to do that then uh, our market in fact the indian market historically over the last 2 years at least has shown repeatedly that it concurs and moves more in line with us equities than with the asian and emerging market space so uh, while a lot of asia was in trouble there was a lot of bad news i think around hong kong and many of the asian markets didn't make all time highs uh, during the last year uh, india managed to do that and join the us in making those one time records so there are, there were a few markets that managed to do that but there were many others that did not russia did not for example brazil was of course leading in front since 2017 when the dollar started to decline and so it meant and maintained that trend uh, but most of the asian markets uh, actually lagged for the one last one two years there were too many bad news like the hong kong problems uh, and and the trade wars uh, which preceded the uh, whole coronavirus issue uh, and those were really keeping the sentiment down and so those markets were really not uh, making new highs or performing so that being said the only reason why the uh, us uh, equities were really holding out strong can probably be pointed out to the huge stimulus injections that the fed has already done now everybody is starting to think at least about one thing that when will the government of india really come out with a stimulus package and i think i wonder maybe they want to wait for the right timing to have the full impact which means they might end up waiting till sometime uh, you know june or july whenever the uh, markets open up when the economy and the lockdown are behind us then they would probably want to take the maximum advantage of uh, this whole situation to really uh you know hit uh, the market with it and you know get the full impact uh, not just in terms of the economy but also in terms of getting credit for whatever announcements they plan to have uh, the key issue that uh, analysts would really watch out for uh, and that i'll be looking for is whether those announcements are sizable enough to reverse uh, the economic situation that we've been in because even last year we were in the in a lot of trouble and uh, by august i think mid caps had crashed significantly even though the nifty didn't break 10000 and then we got the tax breaks that created hope that the stimulus would again happen at least i had hopes that by the budget they would announce something and uh, it was really not sizable enough and the market started to sell off now after that of course you got the virus and lockdown and all of that has pushed markets far lower than Uh, uh and you know more or less discounted a lot of that uh, but the question is now that you have a crisis to really step in and take an, uh, you know make announcements that you can uh, you know get credit for will we really go about and do so then most governments are planning to do it so i don't under, uh, understand why we will not accept for the timing part of the whole action and if, and then it comes down to whether the announcements are sizable will they call only a mean reversion in the economy or will they be enough to really drive it much higher because if it's just about providing balance then markets may definitely come back into balance but if growth is not returning and so this has been the problem of the last 2 uh, years uh, even before uh, we had the coronavirus which is that uh, despite all the injections that the fed has been doing uh, even though earnings did grow and say after the tax breaks we had earnings growth into 2018 for the us after that earnings growth has been very tepid or almost going negative many points of time for the us and for many other parts of the world growth numbers collapsed for europe for asia and you really had a no growth situation in jan of this year which is why expectations were running high that you know governments will come out on the fiscal side now you have an even stronger reason for that so you didn't have growth 
uh, in the first place and uh, that means that despite the monetary injections growth is not coming back so we've reached the end point of where mon monetary injections work anymore uh, and so you have trillions of dollars announced by the us which essentially go to backstop the troubles in the financial part of the market which is the high yield debt and you know uh, the debt market really imploding uh, based on the lower growth and lower hiring or fall of earnings and whatever impact it will have on uh, unemployment and so on but uh, the real impact would only come if government step in and do some kind of spending to get uh, economic growth back in some sectors now usually if government steps in and spends where would where would it go the first thought is maybe infrastructure and so uh, there are completely different set of sectors that benefit from that kind of action uh, so we really don't know and what will be the size we really don't know but we know that yeah there's at least pressure on governments to act and do something out of the box as of now uh, if it manages to you know push up uh, economic activity for a while then probably markets hold up for a while longer so that's the i think only missing part in all the bearish news is not being able to discount what's coming from the government side if at all anything uh, and without knowing that we could end up being on the wrong side of the foot so i think that's what we are waiting for otherwise we've uh, with a 40 percent decline in the nifty we've sort of discounted a large part of the sell-off now here's the other thing what what was this two trillion dollars announcements two times by the us fed really all about so when the crisis was going on the dollar was rising pretty pretty sharply and they they uh, that could have caused the problem of its own it could have created a global currency crisis because various emerging market currencies would have fallen much faster and they were uh, and that would have created a a panic uh, in currency markets that would have been hard to stop now sensing that i think uh, the repo market injections also by the fed in september were to deal with the dollar problem which was probably brewing behind the scenes but this one was a more direct hit the dxy crossed 100 and they threw all this at it and now you're seeing it fluctuate between 198 for the last one one and a half month now i'm going to be discussing uh, this whole thematic uh, which is the inflation deflation argument how do you really look at it in today evening uh, so if you haven't really registered today evening i'm doing the first session of what is called the super 25 event uh, organized by south based uh, company uh, and uh, it's it can be free for you or paid depending on which option you choose so i've shared the link across social media if you're interested i speak today there are 25 speakers that speak over the next 25 sessions with uh, different strengths in different areas of the market somebody in arbitrage somebody in algos and so on so you get to learn i think small bits and pieces from different people uh, i of course speak tonight on what is going to be the reflation trade which involves all of this what i talk about the dollar with charts uh, and what i expect and where the uh, trade would come out of all this and uh, of course i'll discuss elliot wave basics uh, for those who are interested in just getting a getting the basic idea of uh, the structure and the patterns that and the rules and guidelines of that and uh, the purpose of doing that is really to go towards the reflation trade discussion so you know i'm going to be pointing that out and then linking it all together and it's going to be a two-hour discussion 8 p.m to 10 p.m tonight uh, and the links I've shared on social media. If it's if you're on Instagram, then it's in the bio. Uh, otherwise, on the other places, it's just there. You click and you can register. They have a free option, paid option, whatever you want to choose. Uh, so uh, you can get into that discussion. There's a Q&A at the end, so you can ask questions there to uh, to make it more interactive. But how uh, uh, I would want to go on from here is that the key thing I'm going to be watching out therefore for the next few days is going to be what uh, the DXY really does. So I've written and posted a chart of that. Uh, online uh, to subscribers this morning and uh, i think that's the uh, that's one of the risks that they've taken off the table 
you know which is why you're getting this bounce back in various markets so the dollar risk was taken off and if that hadn't happened i think equities would should have continued to de- decline along with what was a crash in oil prices so many times i've posted charts of oil and equities and shown that they correlate together simply because oil is as much an economic indicator just like copper is uh, in the metal space we call it dr copper so the direction of commodity prices not only tells us whether reflation or deflation is happening but it also tells us uh, how equities would perform in that light the surprise factor was and probably not that surprising to me uh, in from an analytical point of view but i would have thought that uh, you know that one more sell off so at the start of april i was still open to that one more sell off that people kept thinking throughout uh, the month uh, was that Uh, you would have dropped again to 7500 along with the sell off in oil now the only reason it didn't happen is the second 2 trillion dollar announcement by the fed said that they were going to be intervening in the junk bond market and i think i mentioned in my last podcast that what that means is that you know 50% of the shale oil us shale oil bonds are in the junk bond market which was really collapsing with the equities and now with the fed intervening in that market they sort of backstopped that problem as well so the only reason oil fell then was no more see the oil decline therefore no more had a negative impact on the oil bonds and therefore the panic from the equity space didn't really happen because of falling oil prices uh, and the sell off therefore got uh, more attributed not just to the supply overhang but uh, the end point which is now you really don't have place to keep that oil because all the uh, facilities for storing are getting full and probably by the en- by end of may they are saying that uh, they would be stacked up and there would be no place to keep it so that very simply tells me one thing there are going to be more cuts in production naturally because if you are producing more than you can really hold up then uh, you can't keep producing that much and already oil's gone back from sub 10 dollars to you know 24 25 dollars right now so uh, people get you know people tend to react uh, excessively in one direction just like i mean they've done that this time both in equities and uh in oil as well uh, and that doesn't mean that they cannot be more downside but at that point of time sentiment reaches such an extreme that people just continue to expect that trend to go on and on and on which is not what the market does and so market must move the other way to relieve all that negative sentiment before it can roll over again and that's that's a process it can take weeks it can take months depending on the situation also a lot depends on how much of leverage is in the system so uh, if most of the leverage is cut out if the next decline is to happen say in india uh, if all the margin funding got closed out in such a 40% crash then the next round of selling had to come from investors panicking now investors this time have really not panicked because if you look at mutual fund flows sip flows are still there few people may have closed accounts but it's not something that happened across the board so you don't have that negative pressure on domestic institutional investors to really start selling and dumping stocks because the investors itself are pulling out in fact then after such a big decline if they are still pouring in money they become net buyers of equity at some point of time so we in fact we saw some amount of buying in the early part of the sell uh, sell off so that's what uh, the situation is so you don't have a second round of exit selling coming you know either from the funding side or from uh, the mutual funds that really want to sell so that leaves us only with fii's which is foreign money and if that sentiment is driven by Uh, the fed's positioning which is pumping in money into uh, the us uh, uh, on the us monetary side then uh, you don't have that negative sentiment as well so you, you have to look at you know multitude of factors uh, what's really going to cause the next crash yeah sure things are bad but uh, in the market it has to be driven by uh, some kind of financial activity and uh, the markets must wait for you know enough leverage to build up or positions that need to unwind to build up 
and that's a process so i don't know how long it takes uh, but i would like to wait to see uh, that government action whenever it comes post lockdown maybe uh, and be watchful on the downside because i think there's one sector which keeps worrying us every day which is the financials or the banking sector few financial stocks like state bank still made a new low this week uh, in fact one of the large caps which was keeping the market up like hindustan live actually sold off uh into the last uh, uh few weeks even as the indices were you know indices did not fall as much as lever fell so that is uh, one amazing fact probably held up by reliance the other big large cap which actually broke out of its 5 6 day trading range out of what i call a triangle uh, in the last hour of trading even though markets were down today so you have both of these exerting opposite uh, pressures Uh, but with lever having fallen for two weeks is it getting oversold and can it bounce back so that becomes a separate question if it does start bouncing back then you have both reliance and lever raiding the uh, upside all over again so those could be uh, the supporting points the banking stocks are still the weakest link if somehow they manage to get support uh, i don't know whether by announcement or by just general short covering because everybody sold out or Uh, the negative news flow stops because I, I was surprised yesterday there were a couple of downgrades, but at a time when uh, the RBI is putting moratoriums uh, on you know various payments uh, paybacks, then uh, why are we even getting negative news flow in the banking space? That should not have been happening, and hopefully they've backstopped that as well as some of the news flows today indicate. So uh, if there's no other negative news around the banking side, you can get some kind of a short covering rally there, and that would be I think the final source of help. for markets to go higher because i think uh, banking stocks have really not meaningfully participated some of them yes but uh, many of them have not uh, done so and so you need some more uh, retracement or covering in that uh, part of the market if that breaks then probably it breaks the market as a whole so i think that's still a watching point we haven't got a confirmed breakdown uh, you get a new low in one or two stocks here and there like i said sbi did or in between it was looking like bajaj finance but now you have like a multiple lows at the same level say for a bajaj finance three or four times it has tried to take support there and so unless it really broadly breaks that range it would simply be trying to take support there is what i would think and uh, so we want to see those breakdowns otherwise uh, uh, you'd get uh, some kind of a reversal maybe psu banks because those appear weak and if there's some news flow there that could help the banking side so there are different things uh, to still be watching so that is why this is still a bullwire debate at 9100 Uh, very close to where you have some of the moving 20 day moving average say uh, and we are trying to see whether those supports hold today is the weekly expiry that's ended on a flat note uh, not much change from where we were yesterday i mean it is a change i mean 260 points on the sensex but now that we've gotten used to 2 3 percent days probably a half percent day doesn't feel like much to uh, most people i therefore concluded that oil uh, i mean with the extreme sentiment similarly just like we discussed in in equities uh, probably made a, a major bottom here at least a medium term one because uh, when you go back to you know 10 dollars 6 dollars i think is the official high of the uh, uh, following day uh, i'm ignoring the negative reading uh, that occurred on expiration day uh, but even that uh, you know when you get events like this which are going to be lifetime events they're going to be written in history book somewhere and going to be referred to as you know this 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 happened in the past when you get something like that it's usually an extreme uh, and uh, you're really not going to see that kind of thing again because if you missed buying at buying oil at a negative rate i don't think you ever get to buy oil at a negative rate so uh, of course you couldn't have bought it because it was expiry day which means you had to be wanting to take or give delivery Uh, and the following day but it was available at 6 dollars and if you couldn't buy it at 6 or 10 uh, 
then uh, on that sentiment extreme and that's a level that was last seen in 1998 odd if i'm not wrong if not 97 somewhere in that period uh, and it made headlines i think in the economic times because i was studying my mba and one fine day the paper said you know you've reached the lowest level in oil in so many years so even then it was an extreme because it had occurred in more than 10 years and uh, having reached that it made the same sense to me that if you know if you have reached such a low that you have not seen in such a long period of time then why isn't it close to a bottom and after falling for maybe a couple of days or a week prices never saw that level again uh, in fact ewi then had a forecast that it would go back to 65 dollars once that bottom was made and we eventually ended up seeing 140 now uh similarly i think you've reached some kind of a sentimental extreme uh what does that mean for the near term in terms of upside i mean the first level i looked at is the previous swing high which was at 28 29 dollars which is the fourth wave of the fall itself from 60 dollars and so that immediately gets tested and so that was my initial expectation almost getting reached i think in uh, today or tomorrow already more than halfway there Uh, but uh, then question becomes what going forward and i think that's what i'll try to answer with the reflation trade uh, discussion tonight so hope to see all of you there and but yeah one thought that you probably won't see 10 dollars again in oil for quite some time because such extremes only happen once and if you've reached a level at which uh, nobody can really produce or store oil and it's because of factors that are not likely to be permanent then neither is the price going to be permanently over there you could definitely get a higher base a level and you could retest that many times but uh, definitely for a while it will take some kind of new panic to really go back to those lows all over again so that's probably the good news as far as oil is concerned if you're an oil trader uh, is it bad news for india i mean oil is down from 60 to 10 how can that be bad news or even at 20 Uh, it should still be good news the only bad news that came out of oil is that never got passed on to consumers in india and that we are even raised excise duties which essentially takes away some profits from the oil marketing companies because it's a margin that they could have earned which is now taken away by the government because prices have remained constant and well you could have lowered prices uh, as an advantage to consumers would have helped in at least sentimentally but then that's something that we've decided not to do for today i think soon the market should decide which side it is on the bulls or the bears i don't think it's conclusive a lot of people think it is uh, but i don't think it is still conclusive that you're selling off to the lows all over again over here and with that i'll see you in the discussion later in the evening thank you nothing in this podcast is investment advice views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work please consult a registered financial advisor for the same and yes please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge